0: Welcome to this Edwin Co podcast, uh, which is intended to uh, bring up to date um, the claims in relation to the truck cartel, uh, and uh, in order to introduce the uh, principles behind um, the claims um, to those that have yet to join uh, the proceedings. Uh, uh, my name is David Green. I'm senior partner of Edwin Co., uh, and I'm joined today by Zara Hussein, uh, who is a partner at Edwin Co. in the litigation department uh, and has day-to-day management uh, of the Chuck Cartel claims for our existing uh, clients. Um, so um, Zara, let's let's start with the um, sort of background to what started this process how did the truck cartel come to light and, and and what flows from it
1: sure thank you David so um, what happened was that the European commission conducted an investigation into six different truck manufacturers and found that they were guilty of colluding on price that collusion was found to have started in 1997 and it was unusually long insofar as it continued until 2011. Um, There were six different companies involved, as I mentioned, and their names are listed on the slide, so I won't go through them all. The cartel was found to have operated all across the EEA, so it was very wide ranging in both scope as well as timeframe that it lasted. As a result of the finding, it means that any companies or sole traders which purchased, leased or subcontracted trucks are likely to have paid an inflated price for their trucks in the period and shortly thereafter.
0: Okay, and when we talk about uh, trucks, um, obviously that's quite a wide range from the very largest, uh, which are common on our streets, uh, to small trucks. So what trucks are we talking about the cartel, what, what, what trucks did it relate to?
1: So the Commission's finding um, was in relation to medium and heavy trucks, um, in other words that's trucks that weighed six tonnes or more, and as I mentioned the time frame was 1997 up to 2011. Um, Of the six companies, five of them admitted their involvement to the commission. The only company which has appealed the finding was Scania, um, but they've all been very heavily fined as a result.
0: Okay, And you've gone on the slide here, bought between January 97 and December 2012, but the um, cartel was was finished actually uh, as I believe by a dawn raid by the European Commission but it was brought to an end uh, in 2011 so why 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 2012?
1: So we've actually included a slightly longer period for the purposes of the claims, because we say that the market, the trucks market and the pricing doesn't go back to normal overnight. It takes a while for the pricing and the market to go back to normal. Um, so we have a cutoff period um, for the purposes of our claims of December 2012.
0: Okay. And, and, and so you've got the manufacturers uh, who have admitted the cartel and then you've got Scania that is, um, uh, I think, appealing a decision. Um, what about others? What about, I mean, does this affect the market as a whole? What, what, what are the others? And I, and I see on the slide you've got a very multicoloured umbrella. Why is that?
1: Yes. Um, the reason why is because for the purpose of the claim, we are including trucks that were manufactured by non-cartelists companies and um, for example somebody may have bought a dennis truck or an isuzu truck and providing it weighed six tons or more and it was within the period that we were discussing so 1997 until december 2012 it would still count for the purposes of the claim um, and the reason why is that these six companies that were found to have participated in the price fixing have something like a 90 percent share of the market and so the argument is that their conduct will have had an impact on what the other truck manufacturers, such as Dennis, were doing with their pricing.
0: Okay, so I I I bought a truck, uh, and and usually it's not just one, but but um, I, I may have uh, bought hundreds of trucks uh, during the period. So we established nineteen ninety seven till twenty twelve. Um, what 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 what's the effect of the cartel? Um, it's it's a price fixing cartel. But what does that actually mean in terms of what a claim is worth, what's the overprice?
1: So um, it's estimated that each each brand new truck that was sold in the period was overpriced by up to 20%. Um, Some have estimated that that could be um, an overprice of up to uh, 10,000 euros per brand new truck that was purchased in the period. Um, And I'm referring to euros because, as I mentioned earlier, the cartel was found to have spanned across um, the whole of the EEA. Um, in addition, one has to include interest on top, and bearing in mind that the cartel started over 20 years ago, um, the interest element alone is likely to be very significant. Um, so these are potentially very sizable claims, and this is a great opportunity for those who have suffered a loss as a result of the price-fixing to try and get their monies back.
0: Okay, so um, uh, the firm's now been running um, claims for quite some considerable period, Uh, And there are proceedings both in the High Court and in the Competition Appeal Tribunal. Um, So where where are those claims and where are Edwin Coe's claims?
1: So we have issued a total of three sets of proceedings Um, over time. We act for over 125 clients. Um, The first set of proceedings was issued back in 2018. Um, All of our claims have thus far been issued in the High Court, but um, eventually after a certain stage of the claim, they're being transferred to the Competition Appeal Tribunal, uh, which is a specialist tribunal that deals with competition-related claims. And it is collectively managing all of the trucks-related Um, litigation in order to try and have a more uniform approach to matters and try and ensure that there are consistent outcomes. Um, So our first set of proceedings has since been moved to the tribunal and we expect the same will happen with the further two claims that we issued more recently. Um, As you'll see from the slide, we act for a broad range of clients which purchase, leased or in some cases subcontracted trucks in the relevant period. And our clients are drawn from a very wide range of different sectors and industries. Um, I've again, given some examples on the slide, I won't go through them all, but um, we have a broad range from breweries um, through to those that have dealt with waste management. Um, So, as I say, three claims on foot. Um, At the moment, most of the proceedings, after a certain point, um, are being effectively stayed, whilst the tribunal is dealing with some of the test cases it's selected. Those test cases are drawn from a pool of claims that were issued very early on in the process, so before we had issued our three sets of proceedings. And the idea is that the outcome of those claims will hopefully establish some common issues, um, which would apply to all of the different litigation. And who knows? That may lead in some kind of negotiation, perhaps an out-of-court settlement in due course. But we'll have to see.
0: Yeah, and and um, so proceedings are going on um, now. Part of the message, uh, I think, of this uh, podcast is is really about those wanting to join the claim, um, and there are clearly limitation issues because I think we're talking of um, the commission's decision. Uh, in relation to the cartel being um uh, issued I think in july 2016. Yes. Um so what does that mean? What 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 are the time limits and and are are we passing or or is is time marching on?
1: Yeah so so normally we would say it's six years um from when you could have discovered that you have a claim. Um the precise starting point of that is a little bit up in the air with these types of claims Uh, but as you mentioned David the commission's decision um, was issued over five years ago Um, so taking that starting point the six years will expire in July next year Um, so time is indeed marching on and what we would say to anyone who's looking to make a claim is that they really should um, get in touch as soon as possible Um, not least because trying to get all the relevant information together in order to issue the claim can take a little bit of time, um, not least because we are looking for records going back sometimes over 20 years. So it's important to try and get the ball rolling as quickly as possible so that we can be ready to issue further claims well in time um, and in advance of the July deadline next year.
0: So you've um, you you you've got this range of proceedings going on um, uh, in the Competition Appeal Tribunal, in the High Court, and obviously there are a lot of um, uh, truck owners truck purchasers uh, and indeed um, SEs, um taking proceedings what, what what why should they join the edwin co uh, claims
1: Well, first of all, we're able to offer clients a cost and risk-free claims process because we have funding available for these claims. Um, And we've also got insurance so that if for some reason the claims are unsuccessful and the claimants are ordered to pay the defendant's costs, then the insurance would kick in and provide that cover for those adverse costs. Um, in addition, as I mentioned, we act for clients from a wide range of sectors. Um, and it's always helpful to join in with a cohort from a f- familiar or similar industry where possible, because there are certain um, issues that are likely to arise, uh, which would be industry specific, such as pass on. Uh, We're already acting for over 125 claimants, um, which means that we've got quite a bit of experience now about um, what information is required at the outset to get the claim going, what the defendants are likely to argue in their defences, and the types of issues that may arise. Um, In addition, we have, because of our Um, extensive experience managed to streamline our signing up process Um, and we're trying to seek minimal details from clients at the outset about their trucks and we're using that information to try and populate some of the key details that we required using a database Um, so we've tried to make the process as easy as possible and to try and minimize um, management time for clients.
0: And I think you mentioned um, that it's uh, risk and cost free, and I think you mentioned that uh, we have um, third-party finance um, on the slide um, so that um, people can feel assured that um, uh, they will not uh, have risks in in, uh, making a claim. Uh, And um, to some extent, uh, it's tempting to say it's a win-win situation um, for those potential claimants.
1: Yes, exactly. There's no obvious downside because <laughs> it doesn't cost you anything as you go along. Yeah.
0: All right. So I'm. I'm uh, obviously if I'm I'm already in the proceedings, that's uh, fine. I, it, it, they will uh, continue as they are. But what about newcomers? How, how do they get in contact?
1: Um, So you'll see that on the last slide we've got our contact details, Um, as I mentioned earlier and I would just emphasise again that if anyone is thinking of making a claim they should act very very quickly. Um, If you get in touch with us and our our details are there, they're available on the slide, Um, we can have a quick chat with you on a no obligation basis um, just to assess the viability of the claim, understand a bit more about whether you purchased your trucks or you leased them and and what the arrangements were Um, and then we can advise you as to next steps.
0: Good okay well, um, there you have on that uh, final slide, um, the details of contact. Uh, and um, as I and Zara said is, if you haven't already um, uh, issued proceedings, joined a joint claim, joined um, indeed um, the Edwin co-claim, um, do get in contact. Uh, we will give you a completely no obligation idea about um, the claim itself and indeed um, uh, the prospects of success in, in your particular circumstances. And so uh, do get in touch.